Hi, everyone. This is Andrew Rimby from the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. First, I feel like it would be remiss if I didn't bring this up. I was talking about how I would approach this intro um, for this Friday's episode um, when I was talking with Mary to Pippi this week. Mary runs True Crime in Academia. And I said to Mary, I really can't not acknowledge the tragedy and the sadness of what happened in Texas and what happened in um, Buffalo and the gun violence is just, you know, I know something that a lot of us right now are processing and we just don't want this violence to exist. We don't want this tragedy to happen. And so first I just want to acknowledge all of those families and all of those loved ones who've been affected by the loss of life. So, you know, sending so much love and comfort and peace. And to all of you who, you know, don't know how to every day get into your optimistic and empowering energy. And I even, I deliberate about this every morning I wake up, like how am I going to get out of bed and get that energy to go through with these creative projects. So I hope this helps you, but every day I write a mantra in my planner calendar. And I think about what can I do in my community, my immediate Long Island community. Uh, shout out to Port Jefferson, the town I live in. Um, what can I share with those I encounter every day? And a lot of the times I write about spreading kindness, love, practicing self-care for myself, and knowing that we all need to just acknowledge each other's existence and to be kind to each other. So hopefully that message of empathy resonates. You know, there's not many words that I can say to, you know, think about, it's just so hard, right? To come up with words, to process everything we're going through in these current times. But hopefully knowing that, you know, you have every right and you should reflect on what is making you most happy? What are your passions? And I know being at this microphone right now, which you can't see, but I am so fully creatively passionate and love that there's so many of you out there listening. And it means a lot to know that this in some way is resonating with you all. So for that, thank you. Um, and thank you all for letting me be so open right now. I know usually I don't break this fourth wall of podcasting, but I felt like I had to at least acknowledge what's happening. Well, to go into the theme of escapism, which actually connects to today's special episode with Ursula Klein, the writer of Enchanted Autumn, um, which is full of lesbian, campy, romantic, and witchy energy, witchy genres. Um, see how many times I can use witchy as an adjective. Um, ties, of course, into our Salem witch trial. Um, theme of the week. So if you haven't listened to Stacey Schiff's interview on her 
um, nonfiction book called The Witches, Salem 1692. Shout out to Gail Crother, who we all love here in the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Thanks for being our guest co-host. Um, and if you haven't listened to when we interviewed Gail about Sylvia Plath and Ann Sexton, um, and I also want to remind you all that um, we have a Patreon. So head to patreon.com slash ivory tower boiler room. Um, and you'll see the video interview from today with Ursula Klein on Enchanted Autumn. Yes, there is only a short snippet of today's interview. So I'm giving you the most tantalizing um, five to 10 minutes because I would really, really, you know, love if you all can head to our Patreon, support us here. We are most, well, we all rely on your subscription to Patreon for our funding. So you can become a member, um, subscriber. I'm going to use my terminology now. I keep saying to Mary, we have to use the term uh, subscriber. So subscribe to our Patreon, $5 a month, which is as much as an iced coffee. And for $5 a month, not only will you get to listen to this full interview and see it because it's um, a video interview, um, which is always exciting to see who's that guest that Andrew's talking to and what do they look like? Um, and you're actually going to find out that there's a mysterious identity behind uh, Ursula Klein. And you get to see the cover of Enchanted Autumn, which is amazing. But you can also join at our $15 a month what does that unlock? You get our merchandise. You get our mug, our t-shirt, our tote bag. So that's for like those ivory tower dedicated uh, subscribers. See, I have to use the terminology right. <laughs> Mary, <laughs> make sure Andrew uses the terminology subscriber. Okay. Uh, so without further ado, um, Ursula talks about why it was so important that she write a lesbian, gothic, campy, escapist novel. And I feel like escapism teaches us so much about ourselves, has us self-reflect. And there was always that term when I was growing up that my parents would say, oh, are you reading this as a pleasure book compared to something for your research? Which, boy, do I know what it's like now having my research books for my dissertation compared to my, you know, pleasure fictional material, which my pleasure books are basically every book that I read for the ivory tower boiler room. So you could see a whole list, but um, I think this interview really speaks to why pleasure reading is so important, why it's not just something you're going to forget. Those beach reads do resonate. They speak to important topics. And hopefully this interview really takes you on an escapist journey and, you know, you learn more about what it's like to be a lesbian witch. So on that teaser, here's a little from Ursula Klein's interview. I am really excited to be joined by Ursula Klein. Ursula Klein lives in Wisconsin with her wife and young son. And her debut novel I'm holding up is Enchanted Autumn. So already 
Oh, and Ursula's holding it too. If you're watching our video interview, head to our Patreon to see that. But if not, go to our social media and you're going to see Ursula's book, Enchanted Autumn, which already I have a lot of questions about this witch on the broom on the cover. But without further ado, we can all hear from Ursula now. So hi, Ursula. Thanks for joining me here. So I was saying to Ursula that I'm wearing a really campy Carrie the Musical shirt. Um, Out for Blood is this Carrie Musical deep dive podcast. And there's a whole musical number called Out for Blood. And I thought Keep Calm and Carry On is such a fun, funny way of bringing um, your novel to bear because you bring a lot of themes in Enchanted Autumn that are both serious, but also campy. So I think like, let's start there. You know, what really drew you to first this kind of genre of a novel? Well, I guess it really was my own journey as a reader and writer in tandem. You know, when I was younger, I wanted to write the next great American novel. And I read the Jonathan Franzons, and I read the Colson Whiteheads, and I read all that stuff, and I read some Lady Smiths. You know, I wanted to write this like serious novel, literary novel. Um, and then I realized I really didn't enjoy reading those books. What I enjoyed was you know, fantasy by authors like Naomi Novik and uh, Aaron Morgenstern, Night Circus. And I wanted to write something that would be fun and whimsical, something that you could call charming, uh, something that would have a sense of humor, something that would make people feel happy and, and maybe, maybe laugh out loud, um, or at least smile. And I just realized, no, I want to write something that just makes makes me happy and that brings joy and, and light to the world. And I didn't want to write anything serious or sad. And I always wanted to write a story about the children's Yeah, well, and what I love is, you know, I teased this witch on the cover, but it's, almost a blend of Sailor Moon meets the Bewitched Witch. Like, was that your intention? Because it just comes across on this cover. Well, I really wanted the Bewitched vibe. You know, I was definitely thinking about her um, and, and thinking about those credits and, and how, you know, as a kid, in some ways, like the credits to that show are like the best part <laughs> because the like sort of sitcom, stodgy sitcom is maybe a little bit less interesting. And it's got to me that Samantha was always having to like hide her magic and she couldn't be open about it and she didn't want to use it and that her husband didn't want her to use it. And I found that all very strange and you know I always wanted to be a witch you know. <laughs> I think that was probably the truest answer to like what do you want to do when you grow up? Oh witch. Uh, so yeah so I, I and I wanted the cover to convey that kind of whimsical um, quality and not all my favorite book covers are illustrations of some kind. And so um, really was trying to find a uh, witch from stock images that mm. uh, would kind of fit. And she is maybe a little bit, her skirt is a little bit shorter than Hazel's would ever be. Um, but I wanted it to be playful and fun and, and sexy. Yeah, it and comes, it comes through. It's very, um you know, scantily clad, which something that the high schoolers might buy for their Halloween costume, like from Mean Girls. I love it. Um, and 
you know, so did you know that history? I'm sure you do, but the Bewitched um, sitcom being filmed in Salem, Massachusetts. So I didn't know that until I was writing the book. You know, I'd been to Salem actually in grad school when I was at Stony Brook. Um, my wife and I did a trip up to Salem uh, as part of a trip uh, to New England and always wanted to go there. And so we saw the Bewitched statue and we must have read about it uh, being filmed, you know, two episodes. But I, I guess I'd forgotten about it. I don't know. So um, I knew I was going to incorporate the statue into the book, but then, you know, the character was talking about the show and I was like, boy, I guess I should check if, if any of the episodes were actually connected to Salem. So that was a fun little sort of Easter egg. One of those things that as an author, like they must be somewhere like in the back of your head, subconsciously. Um, and then it's this lovely sort of, you know, coming together in the moment. Yeah. And um I also remember seeing that statue when I did my first trip to Salem, um, 2019. And I mean, you set your whole novel in Salem. So I'm assuming that your trip there with your wife really, you know, had lasting memories. Like, do you remember what it was like when you first entered the town of Salem? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We hope you enjoyed this Ivory Tower Boiler Room or True Crime in Academia episode. You can watch our video versions of our episodes on patreon.com slash Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Join at the price of an iced coffee or join as an Ivory Tower member and get some of our exclusive merchandise. I could not be here without an amazing team. So I'm Andrew Rimby, the executive director, and I am joined with Mary DePippi, our chief contributor, who hosts True Crime in Academia. It comes out on Tuesdays. Jaren Usta is our marketing director, and our two interns are Nicole Arguello and Kimberly Dallas. And I'm actually here with Mary. So Mary, where can they follow us on social media? You can find us on TikTok and Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room. On Twitter, we are at Ivory Boiler Room. And then just search the Ivory Tower Boiler Room on Facebook and you can like our page there. Wonderful. And we, Mary and I and the whole team, hope you all are healthy and happy. And we can't wait to join you and you know, have you all join us in the ivory tower boiler room next week. Bye everyone. Bye.